Schmucks. Welcome back to Schmuckville. I am your host of the Smart Dumb People podcast. I am joined by the other host, Zach Meekfield. Zach, how the hell are you? I'm so glad we're back, Trace. So glad. I've missed us. I've missed whatever this is we got going on here. It's been great. I've been sad. But we're back, baby. We're back with it. It's been, what, two weeks? It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. We, we've had a lot going on. I've been busy as it can get, you know. Right, right. Tell me, what, what have you been doing these past couple weeks, Trace? Oh. What's going on in, uh, in Wade World over here? Well, it's not over. But, all right, yeah, so for, I can finally actually talk about it. Yeah, you can. So I signed an NDA that says I couldn't talk about it, and it's, they, they've since launched. But uh, HP has a, uh, what do you call them, a subsidiary uh, company, uh, I hope I'm using the right word, smart dumb people, true fashion, <laughs> uh, a subsidiary yeah. called Omen, they make sure. monitors. Yeah. Uh, HP also owns uh, some other gaming equipment. Um, what's it called? Uh, HyperX. You can get their keyboards, their mouse, their headset. I really want one of their headsets. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, but I've been working on a campaign mm-hmm. uh, for my advertisement cl- class at sure. campaigns. Uh, I've been working with the prestigious um, Professor Bushhorn, mm. formerly of GDSM. GDSM? GSDM. 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 Yeah, I always get I get it mixed up. I, I'm probably still screwing it up, but um, <laughs> that's a advertising uh, agency based out of Austin. They're really just as prestigious as Bushhorn, and I had the luxury of working with her t- this semester and previous mm. semesters before. And this was sort of our capstone uh, for it's a capstone class for seniors, even though I still have another semester to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been working all year. For the, well, we all have been working all year on this campaign for Omen, for Omen by HP Gaming Monitors, and I, you know, uh, it, it. So <laughs> I'm a creative, and so I work on the creative side, but we also have a media side and a strategy side. Mm-hmm. Strategy makes us the creative brief, so we know what to do. Uh, media is gonna buy the certain mediums. They they know where to like. They tell us what kind of commercials to make, what kind of ads to make. Yeah. So we had to make Instagram ads. We had to make YouTube ads. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it 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 was exhausting. It was tiresome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and it and there was deeper fundamental deeper fundamental issues here other than um, putting together a successful presentation. Mm-hmm. For our ad campaign, uh, it was about just rolling your sleeves up and getting your butt to work. And mm-hmm. I was, uh, uh, God bless them. I hope I hope they hear this. They need to hear it. You know, uh, I was dealing with some slapjack partners mm-hmm. who who were putting stuff off. And uh, oh, you know, I when when I got to this last creative group, I sort of let them. I soaked it in a little bit. I wanted mm-hmm. to see where we were, who okay. was what, you know, and then. When it became apparent that we weren't making enough steps, we weren't having a sense of urgency, that's when Mean Trace kind of came out. Uh, ah, yeah. Good old Mean Trace. Yeah, they, they called me mean or and, mm, and bossy. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I needed to be. We needed to be. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when it, when it came down to it, uh, 
they showed up and I, I couldn't be more proud of them for doing doing that because I I I know they weren't giving me a hundred percent and I know they're great. And when they came when it came when push came to shove and I was doing the push <laughs> Yeah uh, they uh they came through big time and I'm really, mm. really proud of this group. Um we worked our butt off and it wasn't enough to demand excellence. I also had to be excellent. And, mm, yeah. Uh, there was a uh, a time they they said uh, uh stop that. There was a time they said uh, uh some like they sent me some text messages saying how great I was doing and I appreciate those compliments, but we weren't at the finish line yet. Mm-hmm. And I I just wasn't ready to like respond to any 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 compliments, any, you know, uh Mm. any good stuff any words of affirmation just yet Mm-mm. you had to finish the project no we weren't done yet it's, it wasn't yeah. good enough but, always work to be done but like I said it's not enough to demand excellence uh, I figured out you also gotta be excellent mm. you know be excellent and uh, I never really thought of myself as a leader mm-hmm. never really thought I mean I know how to yell at people that's easy you know <laughs> but yeah right <laughs> Uh, I never thought of myself as a leader or any anyone who says "Let's go, guys." You know, but yeah, rather uh, the troops. I mean, I think it'd be easier if I was dealing with kids, but these are young adults. They are young adults. Um, but they're still adults, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, they 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 acted like adults at the end, and I'm really proud of this group. Mm-hmm. And we came together. We presented to Omen by HP. Well, technically, just HP and HP. We blew them out the water. Like mm-hmm. we blew them out the water. They. They gave us. Uh, they loved you guys. They gave us a big time applause. Um, mm-hmm. You helped out actually. You were in a commercial for us, man. I really, I can't tell you. You know, mm-hmm. I'm so glad they got to meet you. Yeah, I mean, it was fun meeting your Be- team, man. They were fun because you were the, you were the partner who wasn't part of the group who showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no credit here, but yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I mean, they had other stuff. They got you know, and let let's not pretend that this is the only thing they have to do. They got other things. Going on in their lives, right, right. You know. But this is one of them. This is one of them. This is one of them. Yeah, it's a big one. But they, there was this a particular incident where they show. I had a couple of them show up to do the Instagram ads, and the, we killed those. We rocked it out. Oh yeah. I, I didn't do anything except take a picture for those, and I. So I, there's no way I can take mm-hmm. any or ba- barely any credit because they, you know. Yeah, I had to do a lot of heavy lifting here and there, but you know, we, we came together as a team. But anyways, the, we showed up for Instagram ads. We took the pictures, and uh, off they went. They were like, "I was like, what about the video?" And they're like, uh, "I gotta go." <laughs> so uh, mm, yeah. I I was like, "Shit, I need a video. I need to do something." You know, yeah. I thought I was gonna be in the video, and then I was like, ah, "This isn't gonna work. This isn't gonna work. What do I do?" And I sat on the couch for like five minutes in this little uh, room we have on campus just for us. And uh, that's when I called. I was like, I'll call Zach. <laughs> Here we are. Zach dropped everything and he uh, he started my commercial. And turns out that commercial wasn't good enough for the professor. <laughs> and uh, she was right. Mm-hmm. We could make it better. You know, you can always make it better. And uh, we reshot here in the, in the studio that we're in right now, which is my room. Yeah. <laughs> so... And it's great, man. I I can't thank you enough. I can, I'm gonna put that in my portfolio, and yeah, and hopefully I can you know draw on draw on some good looks. But uh, yeah, great group of guys. Just needed a little leading, you know. I've mm. been there, mm-hmm. you know. I of course I'd rather go to the square, go to Chimmy's, and mm, drink yeah. margaritas, you know. Right. But uh, 
we uh, we came together. So I filled out the task roles. Okay. So that's why I guess Mean Trace was so relevant. Uh, they were just like, Trace, you're mean. And it's like, well, I yeah, I mean, I get that. I mean, I kind of yeah. have, I have to be. I have to, you know, yeah. we got to get this done. I'm not driving to Houston to present to HP and then embarrass myself. Right. No, uh, you don't make a fool of yourself. You know, I, I, I came to win and we, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't do it without you. So uh, without you, without this group, we all came together in our own way and mm-hmm. fucking nailed it, man. Uh, fucking nailed it. Shout out to my uh, fellow presenter, Ashton. She probably won't hear this, but Ashton, she fucking rocked it. Uh, mm. She got a little nervous about having to present without note cards. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's daunting. It, yeah, it's scary, but uh, I push, I pushed her to memorize it, to work through it, and we. She did great. She nailed it. She's gonna go places. Um, she's uh, she's got a great speaking voice. Uh, you know, she looks great. She's gonna be on TV. Uh, I hope she's on her. I think she said she wants to be on Survivor. I'm gonna root for her. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So nice. Uh, shout out to Ashton. Shout out to Verb. Verb. Mm. So while I handled the uh, the task roles. Yeah. Uh, Verb was on top of maintenance roles. Uh, she she was always she would always ask, "How are you doing? Are, are, do you have everything you need? Are you doing okay? You know." And uh, she even got on me when I was being too. Too demanding of my uh, my fellow group members and being a little too bossy. Well, she said, "Trace, don't be mean." And I was like, "What?" You know, I I was like, "That's mean. That's mean." Well, you know, it's good to have an outside perspective. Right, right. So uh, you know, I really appreciate Verb stepping up, and uh, she's not on the creative team, but she handles the creative team, Mm -hmm. and she stepped up big time and. Could have done without verb. Nah, she's a great maintenance or a, yeah. yeah maintenance role person. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got us to go out drinking and get nice. get the margaritas yeah. after a big video film sesh, and mm-hmm. that was for our second commercial. Mm-hmm. And we all needed those drinks. I'm not gonna lie. So oh, yeah, uh, yeah, man. Uh, and shout out to the rest of the group. I, I mean, I, I doubt mm-hmm. they'll hear this, but. That's, Hey, we love you. Shout out to, uh, let's see if I can name them all. So you got, uh, we had Ashton. Ashton, yeah, Ashton, you had Paris. Yeah. Was it Peyton? Yeah. Had Verb slash Haley. Peyton, Peyton rocked the yeah. Instagram ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're thinking of Bailey. Bailey. What's, well, what's Verb's not Verb name? Is it Haley? Yeah, I think it's Haley. Okay, yeah. Verb uh, slash Haley. You had Bailey. Bailey, she rocked Bailey. the. Uh, I never met Bailey. The desk plate, but. the name plates, and she helped out with the uh, the Instagram ads. Ashton also did body copy for the Instagram mm-hmm. ads, and we had Paris, and we had Devin, and they showed Devin, up. Devin, then Luke. And they, it, no, no, no. Was it uh, uh, Logan? Logan. Logan, Logan also not a member of the creative team, but helped out big. Um, mm. Yeah. So, and it was you know it was such a great feeling when you work your butt off. Mm-hmm. And you and you come back and it, well, I mean, you work your butt off, mm-hmm. and then you you get that that uh, affirmation, that validation, and and mm-hmm. it's such a great feeling to have. I I don't think there's any better way to celebrate, you know. I right. kind I kind of like. I'm no NFL player, but damn it, I think I know what they go through when they win a Super Bowl because that was like my Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. presenting to HP and I, I, I it felt like we won the Super Bowl 
Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we, we made them remember us there, you know, um, shout out to the neat fields. Cause, uh, not only did Zach help me by being in a commercial and reshooting that commercial, um, <laughs> He got his parents to let me stay at his house. His parents' new new house over there in uh, Magnolia, Texas, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful home. And uh, if I didn't get the eight hours of sleep, I'm not sure if I would have presented as well as I did. Anyways, uh, the campaign was "You're More Than," and we were trying to highlight the fact that people who work from home but also have a passion for gaming are more than their nine to five, and if they have an Omen monitor, they will be unbeatable that's the tagline they really liked my tagline too so yeah i was really I mean, like i'm I, i'm starting to figure out i'm really good at taglines taglines one-liners yeah uh yeah. and i was just like yeah man i googled it nobody's got unbeatable as far as i can tell maybe i've missed something but mm-hmm. no one's got it i think it could be as big as uh gatorade uh is it in you yeah maybe even as yeah. big as nike yeah and just do it but milk's got milk I you know, I mean that that falls on the same skills uh, Nike's just do it I think, mm-hmm. but man, it was just such a great feeling, man, because uh, we came together big time, and uh, I was scared I was gonna lose them mm-hmm. because I was gonna push them too hard, and um, you know it was worth it. It was really worth it. It was a great feeling. I think everybody should pursue that feeling. That means working your butt off, and it's uh, I. I I think that's. I think I found what's worth living for. To be honest with you, it's working your butt off and really, and winning something, man. Yeah, you know, just like when I get wins in Fortnite, makes me feel like uh, that's my purpose. I mean, a little different. Yeah, I mean the thing. See, I see. I I used to have a problem with video gaming too much. Yeah, Uh, I still probably video game too much, but not on the scale that I used Mm. to. I used to video game like fourteen, sixteen hours a day, Mm -hmm. and the only problem is. You know, you put in all that work, there's really no reward that comes out of it. It's it's such like it's in that moment you win, which is great. Uh-huh. It's a great feeling to have, but it's almost as gone as as quick as it came, you know? It's a fleeting moment. And it's like you win the game and it's like, all right, move on to the next one. And you're not getting paid to win video games, not unless you're like Dr. Disrespect. But not if, unless you're big time. You know, if you want to go that route, go for it. Yeah, big time. Um, but uh, that was something we, we were talking about because uh, that subject came up, influencers mm, yeah. and whatnot. Uh, they, they asked us at HP, did you ever think about doing celebrity influencers? And we were instructed not to do that. But... Uh, oh. That one of the, one of the problems with uh, video game influencers now, you have like hundreds of guys whose like niche is that they play the game, they don't beat it, and they just like rage scream as loud as they can. You know, <laughs> there's like hundreds of those yeah, guys yeah, out yeah. there. You know, there's ragers, yeah. But uh, it's not over. I still got another uh, couple presentations. Uh, I. I got a presentation for my leadership comms class. I'm going to talk about what I think is the key to leadership. And I think it might be imagination. Really? I really do. Yeah, I mean, you got to be imaginative. You got to think ahead. And uh, when I think of people who think ahead, I think people like Martin Luther King. I think Steve Jobs. 
you know, mm-hmm. both dead, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, great leaders of, of our, of our history, um, mm-hmm. in their own right. So I gotta, I gotta write a presentation. I already written it up. I just gotta present it. And then, um, I got another presentation I gotta do about social media and communication. That's going, that one's kind of boring, but the fun one up next is for Hitch, a, uh, a long distance rideshare app. And uh, I got some really fun ideas that I'm gonna deal with here. And uh, yeah, uh, I can't. I don't. My my art director's MIA, so it looks like I'm my own art director on this one too. So you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, it's just been it's been it's been exhausting, but it's been fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Good. I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah. You know. Um. They call it work for a reason, I guess. Yeah, they do. Uh, my my group partners were like at the end of uh, HP was awesome by the way they fed us fed us Chick Fil A I had Chick Fil A minis for the first time in like years yeah it was fucking awesome uh, I had a they fed us Mediterranean food oh wow I had hummus and and chicken and gyros or whatever they're called gyros 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 whatever uh, yeah man and then they took gave us a tour of the facility and nice you see. Do they build the computers and monitors there, or is it just like the... Yeah, they have a lot the that they office. do there. They showed off this industrial-sized 3D printer. Oh. And some of the fun stuff that they're making with it. and Like, you know, most 3D printers, you have to, like, like you assemble it, but yeah. then you have to, like, disassemble the extra. Yeah. You don't have to do that with this one. Wow. And they're, they're making some really cool... They made door handles. They made phone cases. They made... Uh, Carrying cases for your credit card. I mean, you could, like, truly, imagination is, you know, yeah. limitless. And um, supposedly, we'll have those available in-home within the next five years. Really? That'd be really cool. Because right now, you need a factory to power it. But who's to say? Uh, yeah, man, just great, great time. Great time. I, You know, it just sucks that I know that the feeling isn't going to last much longer here. Yeah. But that, you know, that just, you know, that just means, you know, I mean, it's not, you know, did I present a good project with my team? Yeah, sure. But, you know, I didn't solve, I didn't, you know, find the cure to cancer, right? So, you know, on to the next project, right? Right. Chase that feeling again. Mm-hmm. Um, trace the dream. Chase the dream. Chase the, chase the dream, Trace. Yeah. Um, no, it's great. I had a great time. I had a great time. Uh, just, it's been, you know, you, it takes work. Takes energy. Yeah, you gotta put the hours. Yeah, but we were supposed to have a uh, a draft recap. <laughs> Unfortunately, old Tracy Pooh was just too busy uh, making <clears throat> commercials and right, and right scripts. You know, coming up with HP's new uh, new slogans for the next twenty years. Yeah, dude, they really like that slogan. I bet. I was yeah. talking about this one of your group members. Is there anything to stop them from like taking that slogan and like using it? You know. I don't know. Uh, I'd be flattered if they did. Uh, I wouldn't mind, you know, a little mention there. You know, it's not like I have a copyright to it, but you know. right. It'd be hard to, you know, not see that my commercial has been posted to YouTube before it came out. You know. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> but they did like that tagline. I, I can't. I can't like. Mm-hmm. I put so much thought in that tagline, and to you know, make it so concise into two words: mm-hmm. be unbeatable you know and <laughs> i gotta tell you something inspired me was um 
that one movie, uh, um, Remember the Titans, when he's like, I'm a winner. I am going to win. That was what what my pitch was, you know. Like yeah. I was like, "Hey, you know, as a gamer, I want to win. I need to win. But with Omen, I'll I be unbeatable." Win. There you go. And then I played our commercial. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. It, it was a fucking mic drop. Boom! Son. Big mic drop moment. But uh, let, you know, enough, enough about the fucking exhausting presentation, uh, which was totally awesome and fun. Um. <laughs> Yeah, right. Enough about this presentation. What are we talking about? We're talking sports today, talking brother. Sports ball. Sorry, Marcus. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, MPG. Uh, how about those Lakers, man? You know, they, yeah, just, they just tie. Yeah, just, you know, going well, to. I saw today. Who gives a shit about basketball? Okay. We got big news. Okay. Big news in the NFL. Okay. Yeah. One of our teams, yeah. your team specifically, yeah. made big waves. Big waves. In this year's draft. In the draft. Picking players. Signing picks. I mean, yeah. I mean, got Robert Woods, veteran wide receiver. receiver. Yeah. You got Dalton Schultz. Yeah, the safety blanket tight end. Oh, man. He's going to be clutch. 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 Uh, Mech- is it Mechie? John Mechie the third. Yeah, he's coming back. Coming back from beat bat- cancer. battling cancer. He's coming back. He's yeah. a full participant in OTAs, official team, organized team activities. But that, that, that that's just the beginning, man. That's just the beginning, man. With the, the whole se- with, thing. With the second overall pick. With the second overall pick. After after the Carolina select Trey Young, with the second overall pick, mm-hmm. the Houston Texans select. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. From Ohio State. The savior. The savior of the Texas franchise. I'm excited about it. I think I, he's the best quarterback that's going to happen since Deshaun Watson in Houston. I, get, I mean, that's the idea. That's the idea. I mean... That's the idea. I mean, he's tall, honestly, strong. No offense to Davis Mills. Yeah. But there's nowhere to go but up. You know? I, you know, Davis Mills had, you know... I think he's reached his potential as a solid backup, but nothing more. Because he had that... He was pretty terrible his first couple of games as a rookie. Um, he really turned it on the last four weeks of the year. That was 2021, where he threw for like 300 plus yards and three touchdowns in like five of his last like six starts of the year, and he kind of gave some glimpse of you know, hey, what could have been, or what could happen. Right. But then the next year, I think they just kind of took away kind of his coaches that really kind of made him successful, like Pep Hamilton. Pep Hamilton is a great quarterback coach, which is what he was when Davis Mills was a rookie in 2021. But then they promoted him to offensive coordinator. And that's just not where his strength is. His strength is really on a position group level. Um, but now he's gone. So, you know, there's that. But Davis Mills kind of um, kind of flashed for a couple weeks. But maybe that was just luck. Maybe that was just a little bit of a good timing versus some weaker opponents. And this year he kind of stunk up the joint. So much to the fact that they were trying to do a little wildcat options with Jeff Driscoll. Who, if you know who Jeff Driscoll is, props to you, but that guy is like a borderline NFL-level talent, and they're putting him in the goal line, trying to have him run the ball in. Kind of like uh, 2013 Oklahoma with the Bell Dozer, Blake Bell. You know, he's like a goal line quarterback package. 
Yeah, does that strike a chord with you? Yeah, you're going back a ways, yeah, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Heck yeah. When did Houston get Deshaun Watson? Uh, 2017. And that lasted... Till 2020? No. Yeah, 2020. That sucks, man, because when Deshaun Watson came onto the scene, he really took off his rookie year and then, like, tore his ACL. Yeah, it was awesome. He took over halfway through. He took over at halftime of week one because Tom Savage, if you're a quarter, if you're a Houston fan, you know who Tom Savage is, <laughs> who Tom Savage was stinking up the joint week one. First half of the game, they put Deshaun Watson in. The rest was history for the next, like, seven weeks. And he was – Deshaun Watson was killing it. And then in practice – I remember this vividly. I was sitting on my bed in my old apartment – and I read the the ESPN blast. Deshaun Watson tears ACL at practice. He's a play action fake, and he just cut the wrong way and tore his ACL. But then he came back and was freaking legit for the next you know three years. Oh my gosh, passing for over four thousand yards, throwing for you know thirty plus touchdowns, rushing for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns too. Just extending plays, making great decisions. And then they traded away DeAndre Hopkins for whatever reason. Well, they traded away Clowney first, uh, and then traded away DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, well, I know I can see uh, why they traded away Clowney. Oh, they did Clowney kind of dirty because he wanted a new deal, which you know, as an NFL player, you want longevity. But as soon as he he was holding out in minicamp, mm-hmm. and so as soon as he reported to minicamp, they put him on the trade block. Like it was like that day. Because in him reporting... Yeah, that whole era, though, that you're talking about yeah. is such a shady era for me because mm-hmm. they made a litany of terrible moves, you know? Yeah. Just one after the other. And everyone who's ever left that organization from that era, from mm-hmm. that that point, was uh, didn't have anything nice to say, including J.J. J.J. Watt. He, he wasn't thrilled uh, about management at that time. Yeah, I mean, he had... Um... What's his face? The the uh, the meddler Jack Easterby in the building. Who, yeah, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but you know he was the Patriots chaplain for a number of years, and then the Texans owner Cal McNair was so enamored with the Patriots and enamored with him that they hired him, and eventually he just kept rising up the ranks till he was. The vice president of football operations, which is a very high title, which is like he literally only reported to Cal McNair, and he was the final decisions on a lot of personnel decisions and trades and yeah, signings. Didn't Bill O'Brien wasn't Bill O'Brien also GM? Bill O'Brien was also the GM, yeah. But there was a power struggle between him and got what was his name? Uh, the running back from Arizona. Can't he was a he, oh uh, he, yeah David uh, Johnson David Johnson yeah, that yeah. Was a terrible trade. I mean, David Absolutely Johnson was like a great, had a great rookie yeah. year. And yeah. As soon as, honestly, as soon as the general manager for the Texans, the former general manager, Rick Smith, uh-huh. he, so he had to take a leave of absence because his wife had cancer. Oh, man. So he took a leave of absence in, I think it was 2016. Yeah. And Rick Smith was a pretty solid GM. You know, he his first round picks were usually pretty good. Later round picks were pretty iffy. But he was a solid guy. He was a solid talent evaluator, a really good guy. And as soon as you made Bill O'Brien have all the power in the building, because Bill O'Brien, the head coach, oh, good coach. Bill O'Brien, the general manager, terrible, terrible general manager. Absolutely terrible. I just don't understand you get rid of DeAndre. Hopkins. Well, he just, I mean, he was power tripping. That's what he was. He was power tripping. He was power tripping with Clowney because Clowney held out and he didn't like that, so he traded him away for like, like, 
no offense to these guys, yeah. but two like no name players like Markevius Mingo. Yeah. Markevius Mingo, like was barely hanging on to the NFL at that point. You in think time. It, Bill Belichick has something to do with it because you know he he was trying to emulate Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, because it feels like. That kind of thing can only be done in a Bill Belichick kind of organization. Bill Belichick is a is like the greatest coach of all time. Well, and he's also notoriously known for not being the for being like the zero fun coach. Right, right. Even he's though Randy business. Randy Moss did get him to go to a, a Halloween costume party one year, which was I mean, pretty cool. He's zero fun. He's all business. Yeah, and I think I'm not sure if it's Bill Belichick's fault. Who knows? But you know. In the NFL and in all aspects of, you know, kind of life and business, you always want to hire guys from a successful tree, you know. Like, sure. Hey, this guy studied under this guy. Let's hire him. Right. And I feel like Bill Belichick's guys, you know, they always get hired. But I think they maybe get hired a little too prematurely or they get hired for a little position that's uh, above who's their head. Detroit Lions coach? Uh, Matt Patricia. Yeah, like Matt Patricia's one. He was, he was Bill Belichick's, you know, like adopted son almost in New England. He's yeah. a DC and he was terrible. And Josh McDaniels, uh, when he, you know, backed out in the cult at the last second, then he's with the Raiders. And he's been okay with the Raiders, but he was with the Broncos in like 2010, yeah. the Tim Tebow years. Yeah. That was rough. And then even Eric Mangini of the Jets back in like 07. Not great. Um, Bill O'Brien at Penn State. That guy was money. I mean, he literally like rebuilt the program after the, uh, wasn't it, Joe Paterno and Jerry Sandusky scandal. Yeah. Um, he like, I mean, he did awesome things at Penn State. And he did great things with the Texans. You know, they, were, they won like four division titles in six years under Bill O'Brien. And that was with like... A, ro- a constantly rotating cast of quarterbacks. You know, you had like Ryan Fitzpatrick, huh. Ryan Mallett. Ryan Fitzpatrick's Ryan Fitzpatrick's pretty good uh, considering yeah. how good of a jerk. But he had like Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett should not be a starter for anybody. Uh, who's um, that guy? Kyle. Briefly had Kyle. he he like backed up the Panthers. Kyle Allen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he might. I think he was there. Brock Osweiler's a big one. Yeah. That was a big swing and a miss by. Bill O'Brien, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, Case Keenum for a couple years, or a couple games. Oh my gosh, like the list goes on. It was just like terrible. Like, I love TJ Yates. TJ Yates helped lead them to their first ever playoff victory. But TJ Yates is a backup, (laughs) you know. Like, the quarterback play in those years, between like 2014 to 2017, was like, atrocious and awful yet they were still like managing to win nine and ten games and winning the division every year and then they got Deshaun Watson that's when things kind of exploded um Bill O'Brien the coach again great coach I mean he can coach his butt off he's the reason he was the OC at Alabama he's the reason why he's got hired rehired in the NFL and the reason why Alabama's had a lot of great success because he's had great players and he knows how to use the system you know but Bill O'Brien, the general manager, he gave out a lot of fat contracts to people who don't need fat contracts. And yeah. Got rid of guys who probably should have kept, like DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, my gosh. It still makes me mad. Gosh. Still. To this yeah, day. what did they trade DeAndre Hopkins for? De- uh, it was like for, a... It was, Johnson. It was David, David Johnson. Johnson. David Johnson, like a fifth rounder. Yeah. That was it. I that was, was it. David Johnson, who David Johnson was awesome in 2015. Uh, he was pretty good in 2016. Well, wasn't that the straw that broke the camel's back for Watson, and that's why he became a... Well, the straw that broke his Deshaun Watson's back with the Texans is when they were looking for a new head coach, and 
he talked to Cal McNair and yeah. Jack Easterby, and he said, hey, I want you guys to interview the Chiefs OC at the time, Eric Bieniemy. I really want Bieniemy. I really like what he does. Yeah. And they went, okay, cool. And then they go and hire, um, who the heck was it? Who the heck did they hire? Was it, uh, was it that old guy for the Ravens? What was his name? Was it one-year wonder? I don't know. Is that it? I think they did. They hired him. Like, they didn't even interview Eric Bieniemy. Not at all. And that was, like, the, the straw that broke his back. Was that he talked to management, and they told him he's the franchise cornerstone, and then they didn't listen to him at all. Yeah, they I'm hired, looking uh, at your new center here, Juice yeah, Scruggs. Yeah, Juice Scruggs. What yeah. a name, Juice Scruggs. That's his, that's his nickname, I do believe. Yeah, you know what the... Okay, so let, well, let's go... Yeah, right. so History gonna, lesson's cool. History We're, lesson's cool. Draft recap now? Yeah, draft recap. Draft recap. The, the Texans fucking... They cleaned up. They, they, they took it up. by storm. They, they cleaned up. Like So they had the second overall pick, and they had the 12th overall pick. Right. Second and, and two. 12. And they picked CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. You're happy. You're dancing. I literally the way you reacted, I thought for a second there you may have had some doubts about the Texas organization. Like, oh, I, I going always up, have like, doubts. Maybe not picking a quarterback. I always have doubts. Cal like, McNair, uh, you know his dad was a pretty cool guy, but I don't. I, I'll be honest, I have I don't have a lot of trust in that front office. Yeah, as of right now, but Pick, picking like let's say they would have went with uh, not Jameer, the other running back. Um, who, which one? Um, it was like one of the first to go. Yeah, Robinson. Yeah, Bijan. Yeah, yeah, what if they went with Bijan? I mean, I'd raise my <laughs> eyebrows for sure because they just got uh, Pierce. Yeah, Damian Pierce had like 973 yards and four touchdowns yeah, as a Damian rookie. Damian Pierce though gets criticized for not being uh, a bell cow in college, right? He wasn't the bell cow in college, but he gets here and he's like. I mean, on, the how, uh, on the money. On the money. That's how Kamara was when he came out of college at yeah. like Alabama slash Tennessee. Um, like same with like as long as a lot of other guys have like well, no production. They but, also got that one kid from Buffalo. Yeah, Singletary. Yeah, Singletary. Yeah, Singletary's always been on the on the edge of like this guy's like an NFL starter and like he's really good, but he's always just he's always been consistent. But he's never been like, wow, this guy's a premier back in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, he's he's no Derrick Henry for sure. No. I mean, he's little. He's 5'7". I mean, the biggest you know, offseason move, I think, may have been D'Amico Ryans being selected. Oh, thousand percent. That's the biggest one, yeah. Like, he's from the Shanahan system now, so he's, he's got that family tree going for him. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he's a defensive coordinator. Or defensive, yeah, he's he was defensive a, coordinator now. Yeah, he's, he was uh, a pro bowler with the Texans when he played. I mean, he was like... I mean, he was probably one of the first players I, like, recognized growing up. In 59, D'Amico Ryans. Like, this is the guy. Yeah. Team captain, middle linebacker, pro bowler. He was awesome. And then he goes to the Eagles. He's a pro bowler over there. Did he play with there. Brian Cushing? He did. He played with Brian Cushing for, I think, three years. Yeah. But, he, I mean, he taught Brian Cushing everything he knows. And Brian Cushing was a... Pretty good. I mean, he says he was a good linebacker. Brian Cushion was uh, on some. He was also using steroids. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That guy, he's, he's like rage manifested. Yeah, he's a he's a weirdo. <laughs> my, <laughs> my my cousin, um, my cousin who lives in Houston has a knack for running into Houston sports figures. Like he's ra- like he ran into JJ Watt at oh, a restaurant. He's a, a knack for it. Well, if any, he ran into JJ. Missing, he ran into JJ Watt at a restaurant. He ran into Jonathan Joseph at like Academy. Yeah. Um, that's and then, cool. Yeah, and then he, then him, and my Cat cousin and his brother both got to go courtside to the Rockets one time. Yeah, wow. Like, like yeah, or on the floor with them when warm ups and got to meet like back in the day. 
Uh, James Harden, Chandler Parsons, all yeah. those guys. But yeah, he was talking. Did you ever John- say hi to him when he sees him? Yeah, or? yeah, no. He talked to Jonathan Joseph, and Jonathan Joseph, who's a cornerback for the Texans, long time. He's probably should be in the Texans Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's all said and done. But he, Jonathan Joseph's like, yeah, Brian Cushing sits by himself at lunch and like talks to himself, and he's like legitimately crazy. <laughs> like, like, I mean, well, you got to be crazy because I think it was in 2009 or 2010. He like his helmet got ripped off during a play, and one of the I think they're playing the Browns. And this brown oh, lineman like runs up to him, I and then head cu- Brian Cushing just like headbutts him, yeah. and like blood is gushing out of his nose, the bridge of his nose. Not even phased. Not even phased. I mean, he's crazy. God, of course, you know he did roids at USC. I mean, when he was a rookie, he was like really good, and they tested him, and he was using PEDs. Yeah. And then he's actually the he was the Texan strength and conditioning coach, and then some of their guys got popped for PEDs. So yeah, so the Texans selected C.J. Stroud from right. Ohio State, and right. I I'm thrilled with it. I did not want Trey Young. I know, I know yeah. we got into it about you know short quarterbacks yeah. can Bryce still do it. Uh, you CJ, know, yeah. and I'm just you know I'm still I'd still want someone who can see over the lineman's shoulder. Overrated. Well, C.J.'s on the team now. Um, he is on the team. He's six four, so yeah. he can see well over those old line. Yeah, shout out to Brady Quinn who. Uh, uh, Blasted CJ Stroud yeah. because he skipped uh, yeah, the Manning, Manning Passing camp. Academy. Eat my ass. Eat, um, eat my ass, Brady. Quinn. Yeah, for real. Uh, you know what? I can't wait to see the yeah. Texans uh, win Brady the Quinn's AFC just South. A hater. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Brady Quinn's just a hater because he couldn't do anything with the Browns and he was terrible in the NFL. Well, I'm not after gonna, being the it NFL. It takes a lot of time being, to get to this point. Being Notre NFL, Dame Golden Boy. I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah, okay. okay. All right. Anyhow. Someone's a bitter berry over here. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Brady Quinn, overrated. <laughs> overrated. So, second, let's get back. Second yeah. overall pick. Second overall pick. CJ Stroud, Stroud, you're thrilled. I'm Houston thrilled. Texans thrilled. You Houston can hear Texas the roars thrilled. from the city the of Houston yeah, from here. It was like a mini quake. It was a beast and quake. And then, uh, you know, you're just dancing in the kitchen, and I look up, and I still see that the Texans are on the clock. Yeah, the and pick I just is go, in. I was like, huh? Wait, so this is a this must be some kind of glitch. Mm, they messed up mm-hmm. because it's 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 Arizona's pick. They they're not supposed to be picking. Right. And no, they traded up. They traded up. They went from 12 to 2 because they wanted Will Anderson Jr. Yeah, the best prospect in the draft, non-quarterback prospect in the draft, Will Anderson. Yeah, dude, he was you know he was fifth in votes for Heisman. I believe that. I mean, Why? he was a stud. Uh, I mean, he was like defensive. I think it was SEC defensive player of the year twice in a row. He was like he runs a four six forty. Yeah, he's like a physical beast. I mean, like, come on now. I don't have everything in here. I don't have everything. I don't think he did everything in the combine, but he is just a. Be- he's been a beast of a player, kind of like. Bryce Young was. He was a beast of a player for the last two years for this Alabama he had team. 17 and a half sacks this last year. Yeah. And, like, he kind of, not get overlooked, but, you know, when you do it twice in a row, you're, when you're so good for two years in a row, people kind of, the second year, they kind of look for flaws. And I'm not sure there's a lot of flaws with Will Anderson. Yeah, he had I could have sworn he, it said somewhere he's the first player to get the Bednarik Award, yeah. the Lombardi Award. The Bednarik Lombardi. And the... Nagurski trophy or something. I don't know. He he's he's got a lot of accolades and he uh, he he's the best edge rusher. Uh, uh, best best edge what yeah edge washer edge rusher in the draft. Yeah, best I mean, one available. He's gonna be a stud. Well, he's gonna, I mean, hopefully he'll be everything that Clowney was supposed to be because Clowney was supposed to be like, you know, the Aaron Donald. Of, yeah. You know, twenty fourteen. 
or like the J.J. Watt. And I mean, Clowney was really good. He was AP. Yeah. He was all pro. I'll never forget that SEC highlight. Yeah, for him lighting up Michigan. And yeah, getting the ball back. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Stealing sick. the win, you know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, nah, dude, you need to like. You, you need so many key players, but I think Ed Rusher might be the most important one. Look what Micah does for the Cowboys. And mm-hmm. they don't even, they didn't even have an interior, uh, a strong enough interior. And he just, like, took over games. Like, mm-hmm. you can have an Ed Rusher. Like, 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 look at Tom Brady when he lost to the Giants. He lost to the Giants because you can't throw from your back. You got to be on your feet. And the Giants wouldn't wouldn't let him on his feet. So I think you got a, a great edge rusher for the next eight years, and I think you got a quarterback for the next eight years. So so hopefully you can you know. And this shit where you know people like you know what Patrick Mahomes has done is insane. What Tom Brady has done is even more insane. Where you just go out and you win seven Super Bowls, like yeah, that that's. Not realistic in the NFL. It really just isn't. Like I know the Cowboys did that, had that three year stint, and that was that was great. Three out of four, they you know, it's just not real. It's just too competitive. It's just too competitive. So when you get these like one off Super Bowls, I feel like they're slightly diluted after seeing Tom Brady get seven out of what eleven. Yeah, he got seven out of eleven. Yeah, I know, dude. I, I think this this Texans team is poised and ready, and I just can't wait to see what else they're going to do. Um, they got a nice new young center, too, that we saw, Juice Scruggs. Juice Scruggs. They got Tank Dell, wide yeah, receiver I'm, from Houston. I'm more, excited about him. More talent, yeah. a little speedster. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, Just more, more, more talent. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't wait to see what they're going to do this year, man. I think a lot of players are going to – I think free agency might be in their favor next year. Based off of how D'Amico Ryan's uh, coaches, I, I think I think we're going to see good things from D'Amico. And more free agents are going to be like, I want to play for this guy. I want to play for this team. We can win in the AFC South. I mean, if there's a division you can turn around real fast, it's the AFC South. Because yeah. for a long time, they've been pretty terrible. And, you know, there's just a lot of question marks, you know. I mean, the biggest obstacle is probably the Jaguars now. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, Jaguars. That's I mean, true. Uh, who was the Ohio State, the former Ohio State coach? That, Urban Meyer. Yeah. When he fucking kicked his own Jaguars kicker. Yeah, kicked him during warm-ups and was like, like, make your kicks. Yeah, like, with like some kind of expletive. Like, you better get that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course he was, you know, grinding on girls in an Ohio Yeah, married man, on grinding on games. girls after losing games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he that was terrible. Great. Who's the coach now, former Eagles Super Bowl yeah, coach? Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Yeah, Andy Reid coaching tree right there. Oh, former OC of the Chiefs. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I mean, the Texans to me stole the draft uh, based off of those two moves. Those were power moves, man. Mm-hmm. They gave up a lot to get Will Anderson Jr. They gave up, like, their 12th. I think yeah. they gave up another tra- first, a yeah, second, they, and a third. Yeah, they traded picks in this year's draft. They gave up. They had two firsts, and next year's draft they gave up one of those. Traded, gave up a second in this year's draft as well. But they had two second round picks, and then they gave up a third next year as well. Did but they you know, have two second round picks? Yeah, because they, cause they I thought picked, Juice Scruggs was a third round. Pick no, 60? he was at sixty-two. He was uh, second round. Okay, yeah, he was pick sixty-two. Yeah. But, I mean, the Texans, because of, like, so many trades they made, or because of the Sean Watson trade, basically, 
I mean, they got picks for days. They still yeah. have – they traded away, you know, two picks next year. They still have nine picks in next year's draft. That's amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, and plus, yeah. I mean, they got picks for days. Hopefully yeah. these picks pan out because I remember the Cleveland Browns for I think three years in a row had two first-round picks. And then I remember especially that 2014 year, those turned into – um, Justin Gilbert, who if you know who that is, props to you. That means you know your stuff. And uh, the infamous Texas A&M quarterback, Johnny Manziel. And then, and the, then what, what was he, 28 when they got him? Weenie? Weenie? Yeah, Brandon Weenie? Whedon back Weenie? in 20, I think it was 13. kind of was a weenie. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That no, no, no. no, was 2012. No, no, no. No, it was 2012. They picked Brandon Whedon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, he played baseball for the Yankees coming out of high school. Yeah. He was a pitcher. Should have stuck with that, huh? Yeah, honestly. And then he went back to school and went to OK State and was lightening up in the Big 12. But, you know, when you're 28 going against 18-year-olds, you're probably going to do pretty well. You know? <laughs> you know just yeah. Kind of like uh, I'm a little skeptical of uh, that Tennessee quarterback, Hendon Hooker. Yeah. I mean, he was 25, and he was lighting up the SEC. Which, yeah. you know, you probably should when you're 25 because that's like your physical prime right there. Right. You know? And so everyone's really high on him, and I'm sure he's, you know, who's to say? You know, I don't, I'm not an evaluator by any stretch, but what I do know is if you're an older guy and you're picking on 19 year old kids in college, usually oh, changes yeah. a Texas lot. Texas got uh, Dylan Horton, the TCU edge. I was really excited about that. Mm hmm. Let's check out the Cowboys real quick. Oh yeah, sure we can check yeah. out the Cowboys. They didn't steal the draft quite like the. Uh, they Texas weren't. They team. weren't as splashy, but I felt like they addressed some needs. Uh, you know? Philadelphia Eagles did uh, get infamous real quick for picking more Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, just wait. I they, saw they were going to pick the actual mascot next year's draft. Sure. Uh, Jalen Carter, right number nine, but this Nolan Smith was the next best edge rusher apparently. Yeah. And he dropped all the way to number 30 for him. Like, mm-hmm. it seemed like a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got, they got the Stanford quarterback out of uh, Stanford. Yeah, Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee. They got A's in all three rounds. Yeah, whatever. Of course. That's just bias right there. there you go. They, the Steelers got A's in all three rounds? No way. Uh, yeah, I mean, they did pretty good. They got four yeah. pieces. I mean... I like that Darnell Washington pick, you know. Kenny Pickett, though. Can he get him past... Lamar Jackson, can he get him past uh, Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. The AFC is so competitive nowadays. Oh, I think we missed it. Oh, oh, oh. It's organized by... It's not organized by alphabet. It's organized by overall grade. (laughs) No, no way. No, there's the Panthers. Panthers went... Carolina. Oh, it's an alphabetical order by city. So AFC, Carolina... They got uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, see, Chicago. Chicago. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Dallas. Yeah, Look we got Mozzie Smith. Mozzie Michigan. Luke Schoenmacher. Um, I think overall, I mean, from what I hear from draft analysts, yeah, a lot of people felt like the Cowboys were reaching on some picks. They were. Because some of these picks were, like... <laughs> supposed to like drop around, right? But uh, I mean the cow. You know, I'm I'm at the point where I'm gotten my confidence back in the Cowboys drafting process. Sure. Like their worst pick that was over the last what four or five years was Taco. 
Taco uh, Taco Charlton. Yeah, yeah, from from Michigan, kind of like our good friend, uh, yeah, Mozzie Smith is. Uh, we got a uh, Deuce Vaughn, the five foot five running back from Kansas State. He yeah. took over the game, lightning in a bottle. TCU and oh, basically yeah. won the uh, Big Twelve championship for him. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, really excited about that kid. Uh, I think he's gonna be great uh, on uh, kick returns and. Mm-hmm. Backing up uh, old Tony P. Hey, you know, we s- might get Ezekiel back, too. Yeah. Put him on a veteran one-year contract. Yeah, Jerry Jones is not ruled out re-signing old... What's his name? Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Old Zeke. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so we got some good stuff to look forward to. The Lions did trade away DeAndre Swift to... Yeah, the Eagles. The Eagles. I'm not scared. I'm not worried. Eagles are yeah. fraudulent. You fraudulent think so? Team. You think the Eagles are frauds? I, yeah, I do. Really? I do. They 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 didn't have to face any competition in the in the playoffs except for maybe the 49ers, but it wasn't really a competition after Brock Purdy like snapped his elbow. I mean, they still got a score on the defense. That 49ers defense was like number one in the league. I don't care. You don't care? When the when your quarterback leaves the game. You're telling me that doesn't like mess with their mentality and it's like, oh, wait, we can't throw the football in this game. What do we do? Well, freaking, what's it? CMC like busted like a 30 yard run to score. Dude, after run, Brock Purdy went That out. run was so cool and it sucks that no one's going to remember it because of the loss, you know? But uh, the first team they actually had to face with like legit talent was the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Super Bowl. Like, all the best teams were. On the AFC. The best two teams out of the NFC, Cowboys and Eagles. Cowboys and Eagles. And the 49ers, but they... How can you not say the 49ers because they whooped the Cowboys in the divisional round? Well, listen, the refs were tweaking that game Uh massively hard. The refs were tweaking that game massively hard. Trevon Diggs got the worst holding call I've ever seen in my life. The worst holding call I've ever seen in my life. Okay, all right. Turn your turn this way. Turn this way. I'll show you the holding call he got. Yeah. Okay. All right. Speed it up. All right. Here we go. Yeah, it's holding. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Get out of here. I don't know what to tell you. Tiki fucking tiki. I don't know what to tell you. That's not holding. You literally grabbed my shirt. That is holding. I don't know what to tell you. It was you got to be subtle about it. That's the game within the game. Whatever you got to grab at the hip. And that wasn't the only call the refs uh-huh. made that were ticky tacky okay. and, and tweaking the game. Tweaking the game. I'm, I do. I, I guess California just has more money than Jerry Jones, and they just they're better at paying off the refs. You know. Well, yeah, I'm sure they have a better game plan considering that last play versus them, where they threw it to Robert Turpin. He got lit up like a. That's torch. the only thing you can remember we're, is the last play. Yeah, whereas yeah, it was like the worst trick play. Yeah, ever. Yeah, it wasn't a great because trick play. Why would you put Zeke at center? You shouldn't why? have. But that's not. Why? That wasn't. Listen, okay. it, they had to get fancy with it because that was the last play of the game. Yeah, and they still threw it to the wrong side, threw it to the wrong guy. Well, there's a reason but, you yeah. don't bust that play out. Every fucking snap, right? right? It's to like try and trick some people. It didn't trick anybody. It didn't. No, it didn't trick anybody. But alas, Kellen Moore is no more. He is with the Chargers, and we got uh, what's his name? Schottenheimer. 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 Um, New York Jets. uh, Yeah, I think the Dallas Cowboys are in for a rude awakening because against who? 
the literally entire league because Mike McCarthy says he wants to run the ball more, even though this league is not a run-driven league anymore. Oh, Brian Schottenheimer, who Dude, his said, dad was Marty said, Schottenheimer. He said who's that one of the probably one of the most famous coaches to not win the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era. He said that when and he was Brian at is, Green Bay and. Is, you know, the whole mantra why, at Green Bay why is free we, Aaron Jones because Mike McCarthy would never let him run the ball. Yeah. You know? Just more efficient to throw the ball, yes. Yeah. And we got a great group of receivers. I can't wait for you to see hey, So you have a great group of receivers, but you're going to run the ball more? Maybe. That makes sense. Okay. Um, but Brian Schottenheimer um, is probably one of the least creative OCs in recent memory. Um, he was part of those... Seattle teams post Marshawn Lynch where they were like free rust. The free rust movement was real. Then Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson had like one bad game and they went to full on just run, run, run mode and that was pretty rough. So we'll see. Defense is going to be good though. Mike Parsons, Mozzie Smith, all those guys are bad. Yeah. Defense is going to be legit. Let's see if they can keep the Marcus Tank Lawrence. Yeah, Leighton Van Der Esch, D. Law, uh, the Supreme Ste- Law, Stephen, Stephon Gilmore, Stephon. That's a big addition. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore, former Defensive Player of the Year. That's right. Can't mm-hmm. wait to have him next to Trevon. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. We got some. Uh, I can never remember their names, but they're you know we got like four like safeties that are just tremendous right now. Uh, three Donovan or, Smith, three or four safeties. Donovan Smith. I don't know. Michael Donovan. I don't know. There's only so many names that my ass can keep up with, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I am enjoying the the NBA playoffs right now. Yeah, are you? I saw a Corgi was predicting the Warriors and Lakers games on who was going to win the series. So far, the Corgi is three for three. He picked the Lakers winning game one, the Warriors winning game two, and the Lakers winning game three. Yeah, we got Malik Hooker. And J. Ron Curse. Curse. Yep. Malik Hooker, J. Ron Curse for yeah. safeties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Donovan Wilson. I like those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. J. Ron Curse is six foot four. Big safety. Yeah, big safety. Big time. Yeah. That's what Dan Quinn likes to do. Big corners, big safety. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore, mm-hmm. CJ Goodwin, Jordan Lewis. I like me some Jordan Lewis. I swear they had him at safety at some point. But we were at, we had we had some injuries. Might have been the nickel corner. Uh, yeah, there's this kid I want. Oh yeah, we got Osa Odigizuwa, defensive tackle. Now he wasn't he didn't he didn't obviously wasn't good enough, but I I think he's gonna have a good second year here. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Williams, another edge rusher, quietly sneaking up and uh, making noise. Oh yeah, we got Dante Fowler, another veteran edge rusher. Mm. Dorrance Armstrong. We got great edge rushers, but uh, we, we need to shore up that interior for sure. Mm-hmm. I really uh, wanted uh, that that one. Fuck, I forget it. Schmitz, the center from the draft, but the Giants got him. We were one pick. Oh, they okay. traded up in front of us, mm. and they plucked him right from out out from under us. Rascals. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You gotta yeah. play the game within the game. Well, we, you know, let's. You wanna call it? Or let's call it. Let's call it a pod, man. Let's you wanna call, call it a pod? Well, I mean, we got one more segment here. 
Can't forget about our favorite segment. Yeah. Our favorite segment. Unsolicited advice. Get <laughs> <laughs> a jingle. Flat E right there or whatever. <laughs> we are not musicians. Anyway, uh, you know. Jingle. Let's make a jingle. Side note, we may not even have a podcast next week. I'm, I'm going to go back to Austin. I mean, unless you want to Zoom it, but, you know. We could Zoom it. Uh, you know, uh, end of a semester coming up. Mm-hmm. We're going to, uh, you know, pregame here and, you know, have a few beers and Zoom. I don't think we've ever, like, you know, enjoyed a, a few brewskis and podcast before. Right, right. So I'm, maybe do that on Friday. Yeah, have some Manhattans. Yeah, I'll do it. I want I want some Manhattans real bad, actually. Sounds like a fun time. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. You may not hear from us. You may hear from us. We might have a, a Conroe special. Who knows? Yeah, Who yeah knows? why not? Conroe special. Or we'll just recap Conroe. Recap Conroe. <laughs> Either one. We'll have some content for you. All right. Time for unsolicited advice. My girlfriend wants to have a talk about ending things out of the blue. Mm. Out of the blue? Out of, uh, maybe out of the blue to you. Yeah. Not out of the blue to, <laughs> to her. I call it some bullshit already. All right. So my girlfriend and I have been dating for about two years now. Mm. And as far as I knew, we were getting along wonderfully. Uh-oh. We spend our weekends together, enjoyed each other's company, or so I thought. Recently, her birthday happened. We had a nice night with a glass of champagne at a nice restaurant. I got her gifts and she enjoyed... I got her gifts that she enjoyed and spent quality time with her afterwards. Two days later, we throw a party for her and it goes great right up until the end, which is where we got into an argument that consisted of me being a bit of a dick, unintentionally, about her not knowing about something that I, at the time, assumed was common sense. Mm, okay, okay. Well, I wish you would tell me what that something was. <laughs> You know, it sounds like yeah. you don't want us to know. Right. <laughs> sounds like you're being quite the brute over here. I feel bad about it, but before I could realize I was being mean and apologize, she blew up on me. Oh, so it's her fault. She told me to sleep downstairs away from her and leave her alone. My issue with this is that there was no escalation. It was like mm. one moment we were in a bit of a debate, and the next she was fuming, and I don't believe I said anything to offend her. Uh-oh. Now the next couple of days go by, and I assume that this is... You haven't fixed it yet? This guy's done for. Now the next couple of days go by, and I assume that this is something that should easily blow over, so I make the mistake of not addressing it. Yeah, you did. She now let me know that we have to talk in order to see if we can continue the relationship. Is it possible that I've been entirely blind to the fact that she's been unhappy? Is one argument left unchecked really enough to warrant a breakup? What do I do at this point? Thanks for the advice. Sorry for the small takes. Well, okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, well, one of your biggest problems is uh, you went to bed angry. You went to bed angry. That's like... 
what they tell you in all the movies and every old person will tell you ever is never go to bed angry. So that's a cardinal sin. Right yeah, you gotta there. work it out. Yeah, true. You know? Is it, you gotta do something. Yeah. You gotta say yeah. something. Even if you gotta pause the debate or whatever it is, you gotta say, hey, I love you, yeah. I care about mm-hmm. you. Let me, let me, you know, let's just hold each other tonight, fall asleep, and, uh, yeah. and, you know, let's let, let's mm. let a night's rest, you know, mm, yeah. you know, realign our thinking here. Uh, you can't go to bed angry, dude. That, that is one of the biggest mistakes I noticed mm. that you did there. Uh, mm. the second mistake was not addressing it. So not only did you go to bed angry, you just were like, totally, you just decided, you, decided to become oblivious to it. You're just like, oh, I thought it'd blow over. Dude. Never think. Don't think. Do. God. Yeah. Um, you know, as soon as like you realized that she got kind of mad at you for you know, making fun of something you thought was common knowledge, you should have apologized like right then and there. Yeah. Or like later that evening. You know, because not everyone has you know, the same, you know, common knowledge is um, subjective, you know. Like, for instance, you know, some people like think it's common knowledge to put butter in the freezer. You can put it outside the freezer. Yeah. Or, fri- or you mean inside the fridge? No, inside the freezer. Like, oh. freeze it. Some people think that's a common knowledge thing to put butter inside the freezer. Some people think it's common knowledge to put butter in the fridge. Or, well, this or guy definitely people, put the butter in the freezer. <laughs> So, so if you're like blowing up over something, if she's blowing up or something like that, there's definitely some unresolved issues. Yeah, there's something more. There's to something this. here, something at play here. Then this guy seems pretty, pretty dense and oblivious. Yeah, to it. you need to open up those channels more yeah. and keep talking, keep talking. Yeah. You know, check yeah. in on her every fucking Friday and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, how you doing? How are we doing?" Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, I just want to make sure we're good because I care about you. I want, I want you for the long haul. Right. You know. Yeah, this uh, this anger and frustration getting taken out on what you know probably is like a small thing, you know, unless you. It could be a repeat, a, 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 a repeat of small things. It could be a you know? repeat. Like, yeah. It could be an insensitive remark that he makes every time she does something stupid. Right. It's uh, you know? some, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like you know, this seems like a small deal, but it's probably a buildup of a lot of small deals. Yeah. You know, put together and it forms, you know, a big deal. What what was his question? Is it possible that I've been entirely blind to the fact that she's been unhappy? Yes, that is affirmative. Yeah, we can confirm that for you. Uh, is one argument left unchecked really enough to warrant a breakup? No, it's not. But this isn't a one. You you're putting one situation above all, and that's just you know a relationship doesn't happen from one situation. You know, mm-hmm. it is a day to day thing. It is a daily process. It is a year long commitment, year after year. You just it is a lot of work, and it sounds like you're getting real-life experience. That yeah, you're, you're figuring that part out. You're learning that very fast. So, uh, gentlemen out there, if you're listening, check in on your lady. All right? They're mm-hmm. people, too. All right? Yeah. They have fucking thoughts and feelings. Check in. They're not robots. Sometimes you got to step outside, outside yourself a little bit and say, Hey, are we actually good? Are we really good? Yeah. And, hey, don't, you know... <laughs> don't worry about them saying you know giving you the quiet you know dig deep be a detective because they will 
They will. They will look the other way and be like, "Everything's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I don't want to talk to you." <laughs> well, it's so fine. You don't want to talk to me. They will make you earn it. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. Worth, worth it. it. Okay. Best of luck, kid. Uh, next person. Is it wrong for me and my fiance to want to kick my sister out of my house? Probably. My fiance, who's a 27 male, and I, a 27 female, Mm. took my sister, a 33-year-old female, her two kids, and my mother in around 10 months ago so they could live closer and the kids could have a better quality of life. That's a lot of people. At first, we did not want to take them in because my relationship with my sister is not the best, but we decided to help them out because of my nephews and my mother. We decided to not charge her for rent so she could get on her feet and save money so they could move out faster. The only thing we said she'll have to pay would be for their food. Mm. Now things are really uncomfortable in the house. She doesn't communicate with us at all. And when we find something out, it is because of my mother. Well, that's that's not right. Um, there have been times that she leaves and we have to take care of the kids without knowing beforehand or Oof. for how long. Oof. There have been times we have to go do groceries for everyone, even though that's the only thing we ask them to do themselves. Uh, we are not sure if she is even saving money since she has been purchasing a lot lately and right now she is out of the country for a week, which we found out by my mother the night she was leaving, <laughs> and she left the kids again. We don't mind taking care of the kids with previous notice, but we also don't have kids of our own at the moment and want to enjoy our child-free life for now. I love my family, but having all of them here, especially when working from home, is getting hard for me to handle, mentally and emotionally. My fiancé and I are getting really frustrated about this situation, because at this point, the house doesn't feel like ours anymore, and we're paying for everything. We are considering talking to her when she comes back, or in a month, for her to start looking for a place to move before the end of the year or sooner. Are we wrong for doing this? No, you are not wrong. Mm, yeah. Uh, clearly, your sister has gotten too comfortable with the situation. I have to question whether or not she is. Sounds like she might be on drugs. <laughs> I'm, you know, I mean, that's a that's a you know, hey, hit her with that. Just like, hey, what's going on, huh? Are you on drugs? Because uh, feels like uh, you're pursuing things and you're ignoring your family. Yeah. Your immediate family. You're. Ignoring us, you don't even talk to us. Mm, yeah. Uh, and I got bad news for you: the gravy train is leaving mm. real quick. So uh, you need to open up communication channels or get the fuck out. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. At you know, I know they care about the kid. That's tough when kids get involved yeah. and you care about them. Yeah, because it's not their fault. It's know? not their fault. It's not their fault they got a bullshit yeah. mom who yeah. is bullshitting. So, I just want to know what her mom is doing this entire time. Just hanging out? I think she's just an old mom. Okay. Yeah. Just old lady. Just hanging out? Yeah. Uh, nah, man. You, you, you're getting a free ride here. Yeah. Uh, you got to cut... You got to cut them out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got... I mean, it'd be nice... If you're getting a free ride, you need to present the person who's giving you that free ride with a with a 
with an end goal saying, hey, yeah. I plan on being here for this long. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this, this, and this to make sure I move out mm-hmm. and you no longer have to take care of me because you're an adult. I'm an adult. I'm your older sister. You, I appreciate you doing this for me, but I can't, you know, I can't, I can't let you do this. Clearly, this older sister has no problem taking advantage of them. Dude. That's why I think she's on drugs, man, because she's like off all the time and yeah. doing sporadic de- things and, and leaving the kids behind and yeah, like not even mentioning it. You know, like would you mind watching the kids tonight? And uh, I mean, uh, yeah, wow. Uh, you need. You need to. Mm, that's tough, man. Because I keep thinking about those kids. If yeah. she didn't have kids, I would just, you know, pack her own bags and yeah, toss yeah, them out yeah. the front. Yeah. That would be the easy solution. Yeah. But these kids are making it tough, and it's not their fault. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you are entitled to your own life. You know. Uh, I can't imagine when you and your fiance got this house that you, you know. Thought yeah. it'd be for more than anyone but just you two. Yeah, imagine adding what? How many kids does she have? Three kids? I think she's got two. Two kids, yeah. Yeah, adding plus four. Yeah, people. she's got two kids and a, and then there's the mom. So yeah, it's four people total yeah. coming into their house. And she works from home. You know, imagine dealing with all that while yeah, you're working right. from home. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, mm-hmm. I think it would hurt. It would hurt a lot, but I would say get out I uh, you know I need I honestly I would need more time to think about this yeah. but I would make sure I put a lot of serious thought right now I'm leaning towards kicking everyone out because you know I mean if you if you have a big heart and this is tough but if you have a big heart maybe consider taking the kids and kicking her out yeah. She seems like a bad mom. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. yeah. She's not saving money that she's supposed to be saving. And she doesn't have time for her own kids. And she just makes... <laughs> but you do? <laughs> That's some bullshit. So, if you got a big heart, you know... I know kids... You, you know... Having kids at your own pace is a better idea, but... Sometimes life throws curveballs. And it's not fair on those kids. That's tough, man. That's tough. Uh, I'm stumped on this one. Yeah, I'm not sure what the right answer here is. I'm not sure there is a right answer. You just have options, you know? I just know that you can't put a price on peace of mind, you know? So wherever your peace of mind lies, go that direction. If that means getting rid of everyone and saying, this is my house, this is is me and my fiance's house, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's that's what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, I feel like step one is just to find, you know, answers to questions like, why the heck are you leaving the country for a week, you know? Yeah. Are you saving money, yes or no? You know, why... How do you save money when you leave the country? Yeah, exactly. At least, that's at least a $2,000 endeavor, you know? Yeah, what do your your finances look like right now, you know? Yeah, that's another thing they got to do is like, you know, (laughs) get real hands on with her and just be like, let's see the bank account. Yeah. You know, let's let's see how much you got. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that... Set up, we'll set one up for you and we'll give you a game plan on how to save. Yeah. You know? I might see if there's any other relatives she got. She could, if she could stay with other relatives. Yeah, I'd hate to push that onto other relatives, but, mm-hmm. you know. 
you got to do something before this becomes wor- worse than it is, you know? Yeah. Because this this could easily get into a domestic violence issue, you know? It could really go that, you know, it's not something you'd expect to go th- that way, but shit blows up sometimes, you know? Right. And you sure. just, do, you know, next thing you know, you're grabbing, like, the nearest heavy object and you're hurling it across the room <laughs> and you just happen to land it right on your eye. Yeah. And now you got to pay hospital bills and you got to talk to the cops. <laughs> so <laughs> get her out before it becomes a problem. And, and whether you keep the kids or not, that's up to you. That's it. That's the advice. Man, I wish we had something happier to end on. I I just like I don't really uh I don't read these out because I want fr- I want I want everyone to have what a fresh, fresh reaction, yeah. you know. You never told me your thoughts on your name. Oh. Well, before we end this, uh, <laughs> I was waiting for this one. Oh Listeners. boy, all right. We're waiting for this one. Let's let's end on a high note then. Okay. This great great job. Okay. Uh, would can you give us some context for your yeah. name? Show so show so. There, you know, I'm a purveyor of animated things. Okay, and I'm a film I, lover. We're I'm, I'm a fan of animated movies. And possibly the best animated movie I've ever seen, at least my favorite one, is one called Your Name, produced by a man named Makoto Shinkai. And this movie just like, it just touches my heart in a way that no other animated film has. And just, it's beautiful visuals, it's just a, a moving musical score. The characters are so good and lovable. The plot. Is interesting and dramatic. And talky. Yeah, and so this movie revolves around uh, two uh, Japanese high schoolers, uh, a girl named uh, Mitsuha and a boy named Taki. And so then these two discover uh, at some point that they can they they at random like they'll go to whenever, sleep. Yeah, they'll go they to sleep, sleep the and team. they wake up and they find out that they have switched bodies. Yeah, it sounds kind of perverted. No, it's not. Okay. But it's... um. But it's actually quite innocent. Yeah, it is quite innocent. And so then a couple times a week at random, and they will switch bodies. And so they're, they're, you know, they learn about each other. They learn who each other are. You know, they learn... You know, they're yeah, li- they, they're literally... They switch bodies. They yeah, they're literally them. learning, you know, because Mitsuha lives in like the far northern boonie country town yeah. of uh, Itamori. He lives in, you know, Tokyo, Tokyo, urban, mega urbanized, mega, mega city, Tokyo. And so these two, you know, are learning about each other from different worlds because they're literally living out each other's life. And then, yeah, yeah. Mitsuha, 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 her cafe is a, a vending machine. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And then when she gets into Taki's body, she gets into like a, a real like cafe. An actual cafe. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. Like, and if you've seen Japan's culture mm-hmm. and, uh, any of it on video or even experience some of it that they offer here in the States, they are very mm-hmm. meticulous and careful and, and caring and passionate about presentation, cooking and mm-hmm. what have you. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, a big leap for her to go from that to what Tokyo had to offer. Yeah. It's a great, it's, you know, it's pretty cool. Cause you know, they both, you know, they both come from vastly different worlds, but they both, learn to love each other's world like Taki is a big um architecture guy and you'll see throughout the movie he's got just like note pages notebooks upon notebooks of him just drawing the old architect 
architecture of you know Mitsuha's small village, and you know it's like Trace you just said, you know she loves you know the hustle and bustle of Tokyo and loves being so close, you know well, yeah, being she, such fashionable she, people, and she's dealing with a, a narcissistic parent who is his her father who who's running for mayor, and. Uh, he fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, you find out, you know, and more about... So, when you first meet them, you don't really know much about them. But you discover, when the characters discover more about each other... Taki, he's not a very in-depth character. He doesn't get a lot of, like, depth to him. You know, you don't... Most, like, his biggest deep moments are when he, he finds beauty in structure. Mm, yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. You don't... Yeah, Taki... Um, you don't really get much character development with him, but you know Mitsuha. There's a lot. Well, to we know there. he's brave, and he doesn't like people right. getting picked on. Right? Yeah, he's you know not the biggest guy in the world, but he's got a big heart, and he stands up for people. You know, he's not afraid to you know put himself out there and get hurt, and you know be selfless for the sake of others. And you know he likes that old school architecture and what's to make, as he says in the movie architecture that's going to like stand the test of time it's going to be you know at one with the environment you know not and be able to live with you know a changing environment you know whether that's you know rainfall or tornadoes or meteors and all that and then wants to be able to sustain itself yeah so um i'm okay with spoiling this part they're in different time zones or time places. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of hard to track that. No, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, the it's, whole, you, there's no way to know until. Like, I thought they were at the same, like, I yeah. Th- so when they're not meeting each other, like, mm-hmm. they try to meet each other and call each other, but they can't yeah, because the they're in different, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're like in three different years, time zones. Yeah, three years. Yeah, so. They're three there's different the years only, apart. There's like the only clue they really gave to that was at the, the comet. The comet, yeah, and then at the beginning of the, at the during I guess the opening, you know, where they're like playing the music, it's like a montage of Tokyo and yeah. doing their things. So you'll see that you know Taki and Mitsuha are like back to back, and at first they're the same height, and then like Taki boom changes, gets a little taller, and then boom Taki changes again, gets a little taller, and then like and then they like separate. It's kind of like and then Mitsuha's hair changes too, because when they first actually meet each other, you know she's a. Like what a senior high, the equivalent of a senior in high school. Yeah, and he's like you know still like an eighth a, grader, a like a freshman. Yeah. I think he's still in junior high. No, no, no. He's older. Taki's older. No, he's younger. Taki's older. No, he's younger. Because Mitsuha say when they first met, he was still like in junior high. The comment happens when he's like a younger kid, and then he grows up, and you know then he's younger. And so the whole point, yeah, the plot twist of this movie is that. The whole thing, it's like, the big theme of this is, like, dreams. Is like, because, you know, like a dream when you wake up, and then you're like, wow, that was a weird dream. And then 20 minutes later, you're like, huh, what did I dream about? I don't yeah. really know. I don't really know. That's kind of the whole point is, like, they mention it throughout the movie a lot, is that they're, like, dreaming. They're like, man, yeah. that was a weird dream. Well, like, this huh, is like one I'll of the few up. movies where I really don't want to spoil too much. I think it's yeah. a big help to yeah. understand just how good this movie is when you realize that these two people switching bodies are mm-hmm. in two different uh, time periods. Right. That's going to help you understand this movie a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Go fucking watch it. Oh, yeah. That's Go fucking watch it. Oh, yeah? To give it, it a positive trace review? Uh, as a standalone, mm-hmm. 
I think we got to call it in the nines. Wow. High praise. Uh, as an anime, mm-hmm. in a vacuum of anime films, we're just strictly talking anime. 10 out of 10. Yeah. 10 out of 10. The animation mm-hmm. alone was fucking beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was you know? gorgeous. Oh, my um, gosh. Well done. To whoever, you know, the, the artist who worked on that. Mm-hmm. Well done. You know, that. what do they say? They say, you know, a, a story is only... Uh, or an illusion is only as good as the story. Mm-hmm. So the illusion could be as terrible as, as as ass. Yeah. But if the story is spectacular, it's still going to be a phenomenal project. Yeah. Except this time for this movie, it's a phenomenal story. Mm-hmm. And it's phenomenal uh, illusion. Or, well, pheno- ph- phenomenal uh, art direction. Mm-hmm. And animation. And it was mm-hmm. just one of the funnest love stories I've ever watched. One of the funnest ways to work with time and space I've ever watched. I mean, normally when you think time and space, you go from time A to time B, and that's it. And it, it or, you know, it, it was a fucking good movie. It was really good. Uh, go watch it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some call it the greatest anime movie of all time. Who? I mean, most like lists and things of that nature consider it to be a really great yeah. Anime it's not movie. a Studio Ghibli, is it? No, it is not. It's a Makoto Shinkai. Yeah, well, Makoto Shinkai, bravo. Yeah, there's a couple others we can watch. Yeah, well, we'll get there. We yeah. need to watch the Mummy because you never seen it. <laughs> uh, the Brendan Fraser's 1999 The Mummy. Yeah, yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> Back when action movies were still good, you know. You don't think action movies are good anymore? Not usually, no. I mean, there's this new one with Chris Evans and Ana de Armas, and they're like a couple, and they ghost each other or something because they're actually secret agents or something, mm. and it's just CGI out the ass. Ah. And you got Fast and Furious 17. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, right. The, the 17th installment. Yeah. And, you know, just I like, swear they've done Fast X like twice already. You dude, know? I mean, the just watching Jace, Jason Momoa and those... In those scenes where he gets punched in the face, but he's still laughing, mm-hmm. it's like okay, this is—they know it's going to be a shitty movie, and they don't care. <laughs> Just talking about pump and dump, yeah, pump and dump, dude. Fast and Furious was cool. Yeah, I think the uh, my last stopping point though was probably Tokyo Drift. Really, which yeah. was the third installment to come out. Yeah. That didn't have Vin Diesel or uh, Paul Walker in it. Right. It had Vin Diesel at the very end, but like a cameo. Yeah. He wasn't a part of the main story. No, it was about a... Because Sean and Han and... Sean? Yeah, Sean. Uh, Sean Lil Bow Wow was in it. Lil Bow Wow, yep. Uh, No, the second one was pretty cool. Yeah, the second one was cool. uh, Because they're in Miami. and (laughs) Miami? (laughs) Yeah. Uh... I don't, I don't know what the line exactly was, but Paul Walker is trying to tell Tyrese to, you know, he says, man, just chill out, cuz. It's just so funny when he talks. He's not a great voice actor, but no. <laughs> he's no. he's incredibly good looking, so he's going to get the role. Yeah, fair enough. And he can remember his lines, so. Yeah. Anyways, uh, your name with a period. Yeah, with a period on it. What a nice your little touch. name. What is your name? Who am I? Yeah. Yeah. Your great, name. great. Your name. Great romance. I mean, you will be enthralled. You will be held in suspense. You will be hopeful. Mm-hmm. You will be scared. You will be moved. Mm-hmm. And you need to go watch it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's a very emotional movie. 
That is the podcast. That's the pod, man. We caught you up. We caught you up. We know we we know we weren't here last week. We know. You know. So that's why we went a little longer today. A little longer today. You know. But uh, you know more about us, and that you know that's that. We're gonna go watch the Mummy now. Right. Yeah, totally. Okay. We'll be back for our check-in <laughs> next week or the week after for our Mummy 1999 review. Yeah, there you go. With Brendan Fraser. All right. Adios, amigos. Yeah.